Thank you for listening to Life in the Faust Lane. If you're a fan of the show, please do us a favor, like, share, and review this podcast to help us grow the show and reach more people. Enjoy this episode. Hello. Thanks for listening in. Uh, Today I wanted to touch on the topic of modern day parenting. And, you know, I've been a mom now for almost 14 months, so that seems pretty new. You know, if I was in a relationship, I feel like that would still be pretty new. Um, There's so much that I'm continuing to learn, you know, situations that I'm being faced with that I'm like, oh my gosh, nobody could have even prepared me for this, you know. Um, How can you really know what it's going to be like until you're, you're right on in there? And the same kind of went before I got married. You know, people can give you their experiences, but I don't know about you guys. I'm not sharing a similar experience to anybody that I know. (laughs) My world is pretty unique, the way I see things. Um, So, I knew parenting wasn't going to be any different. Of course, I read what I wanted to read, listened to who I wanted to listen to, um, and that was so helpful. But, like, really, at the end of the day, you just got to dive right into these big life choices and... For me, my experience, when I was pregnant, I just loved falling into that feeling of surrender and just going with the flow. You know, I mean, pregnancy is no joke. You know, your whole body is being taken over by a little being, (laughs) a growing being, and your world is drastically turned upside down. So like to touch on this topic join me um fellow parents i'm sure uh be nice to hear from you thanks again for listening hello hello i recorded that opener a couple of months ago and i realized i never posted it i put a pin in this parenting episode Um, and just today I was like, boy, I wish I could record a podcast episode, but I'm with my little creature man, Warren, who's now 16 months, almost. And then I thought, well, golly gee willikers, I can just finish up this parenting episode part one on my own. I think I was hoping to have somebody record it with me um but it's just been real busy times in my life (laughs) my world and in the world period so here I am alone with my little scrump scrump baby head and I think this is a great topic because so many reasons not only is parenting just this super awesomely unique thing we get to experience those of us who choose to go down that road or if that road chooses us uh, unexpectedly for some 
Um, but also I think it's important to recognize how each generation changes things up. And maybe some things get carried over from one generation to the next. But I think each new young generation, I don't think it's possible to repeat, you know, the history of our parents. I think that evolution proves, <laughs> history proves that each generation is kind of able to look and see what their parents maybe didn't do and then change things up a little bit. And I think that that is wonderful and great in the way it should be and that each generation can kind of just learn learn what worked from past generations and also learn, you know, new ways and the world is ever changing, so things must change. And I think that is super cool. And already with just a one-year-old, I feel the worry of how much am I going to try and imprint what I believe on my children. And I like to think that I want to raise them as free little beings who can choose and decide whatever they want but of course to a certain degree we we are going to try and <laughs> shape and mold our children to what we believe is best and what I want to I'm sorry if if you can hear what's going on in the background my cat thought it was a good idea to come and take a huge giant morning plunker in his litter box right behind my head <laughs> anyways sorry interruption um but yeah I think I've been thinking a lot about that because like my son right all the things we go through as parents physically you know our sleep world is turned upside down everything's turned upside down for these wonderful beings but ultimately they're kind of here with their own life agenda this is how I feel <laughs> I feel like I'm here as mother to support my children my child um, guide them keep them safe you know teach them teach them the important things in life um, but ultimately that's it right and like animal species the mothers kind of give give the or the parents um, give the kids all they need to then go out into the wild and live their own lives and never see each other again. <laughs> so, like humans, at least we have the luxury of hopefully knowing our children our entire lives. And but I think energetically, it kind of has to be that way. And forgive me, you know, listeners who have grown kids and you're just laughing at me like I know nothing. I know that I know nothing. <laughs> this is just, these are just things that cross my mind. Because I know also, just even having a one-year-old, I get a glimpse into <sighs> wanting to just suffocate him and never let him leave and chain him in my basement 
when he gets older <laughs> to always be a mama's boy and to be my baby forever um so on so forth right like i could feel that inside of me like no 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 you don't get to grow up one day and tell me you don't want to spend the holidays with me <laughs> or whatever you know our our kids are bound to quote unquote disappoint us in our lives because he they're not here to serve us i think uh that is something important to point out because to a certain degree for me growing up I did and whether or not the belief was formed you know just of my own confusion or, or it doesn't matter but somewhere along the line I felt like I wasn't allowed to disappoint my parents like or there wasn't space for that there wasn't space for me to Maybe have an opposing whatever, opinion, things like that. And so, I don't know. I think I still, in my 30s, I hate disappointing my parents. And not that, like, my parents are the type to say, you've disappointed me. But, you know, we all know. <laughs> I know it disappoints my dad, at least, that I don't go to church. I'm not raising my son in any religion. I know, like, that has to disappoint him almost. Um, and not in a way like he doesn't love me or that um, he doesn't accept that. But, like, in my mind, it, it would be a little bit disappointing if I believed, you know, in a religion's way, and then my children didn't, and so in my mind, we're going to separate, we could be going to separate places after we die, whatever. To me, that equals disappointment, and like, and I, I hope that, my hope is that it wouldn't cause that feeling of disappointment in my parents um but if it does you know that's that's none of my business either <laughs> and I guess that's what my point is if my son my future children decide to live a life that's different than mine to live a life that I perceive as you know just something I wouldn't have chosen for my own children I don't want to be disappointed <laughs> I want to just support them. I want to, and boy, even saying it, I realize like, but what if that means like heavy drug use or <laughs> I don't know, like some weird shit. Um, and then maybe them thinking, oh, I'll disappoint mom isn't a bad thing because then they won't do it. <laughs> but no, that's where the guiding goes. The guidance, right? <laughs> trying to guide my children in love and in in unity not not seeing others as separate or different but just the same and um I don't know I think that that alone hopefully will instill some sense of what's right and what's wrong and being in tune with even being able to feel that when you don't know what's right or wrong you can just tap in to your own inner guidance
So yeah, that's what's going on in my head around parenting. <laughs> also, um, I'm realizing it's funner the older they get because the the mom role is so intense that first year, <laughs> I realized. It's quite overwhelming, but balanced out by the beauty and pure wonder that your child is. And so like, I think, especially when you're a nursing mother, like so much of you is needed at all times for like a year. <laughs> and the year before that, you were growing the child. And so that in and of itself is... You basically, your body is just being used. And so now that he's a little over a year, he's not nursing, it really, it's like, oh, okay, it balances out more. <laughs> um, the male and female or, or whatever, the other parent, um, if you're in a same-sex parenting situation, it's just having that other person. And um, I think naturally one person kind of takes on the more motherly role and um, maybe same-sex marriages that's what I've heard so whoever has the mothering role <laughs> you know the feeding the is the diaper bag packed we're leaving the house why don't why don't you have anything in your hands dad <laughs> someone naturally takes that role um and yeah it can just be overwhelming and exhausting but if there's anyone listening that's like, I'm never having kids, I, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, it really, it's something that like, if you've never felt like you wanted kids, don't have them, please. Like, <laughs> I don't think the world is like lacking humans. But like, if you're like, oh, maybe I'll have kids one day, but I'm scared. It's a scary thing. Um, yeah, that's healthy. Keep feeling that. <laughs> but know that it's scary in the same way, uh, like, jumping out of an airplane and going skydiving is scary. You're probably not going to die. Obviously, you're doing it because you want to. No one's forcing you to jump out of an airplane. And the fear is just like excitement of what the hell is this going to be like? <laughs> and then you do it and you're like, oh, I knew it. I knew this was worth the money. And I've been skydiving, if you can't tell. Um, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's ever even thought Maybe I'd want to do that. Go do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. It's frightening, but in the best way. Similar to parenting. <laughs> I was always just so afraid. I was so afraid that like my weaknesses and my anger issues that I haven't solved <laughs> yet. <sighs> Which I know is not even the way life works. But I always thought like I had to get those fixed before I could be a mom. I can't be a mom with anger, rage issues. I can't be a mom. I'm still smoking pot pretty regularly is how I felt <laughs> years ago. Like, how am I supposed to be a mom? Like, I don't even have my shit together. Um, but that's so dumb. I love being a mom. And, like, it's so fun. And, and I'm... He has, like, encouraged me, my son, more and more and more to really work through those things. Like, okay, what really causes this outburst of anger? You know, it really, really makes me do the work now. Because before, it's like, nah, I have time. <laughs> John ain't going to leave me just because I yelled at him today. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Kids are the best. And modern-day parenting, I think is something I'm so interested in because obviously we're trying to do things a little different from our parents. No offense. 
to anyone in that generation, you were doing the best you could with what you were given. And from what I am aware of, your parents, so my grandparents' generation, was even weirder. So, like, and that's just a cultural thing. It's nothing against specific people. It's just, you know, times are are rough. And if, like, I've done things that aren't, winning me any parent of the award a year or you know parent of the year awards (laughs) this year 2020 especially I'm not beating myself up over it like I'm doing the best I can all of us are and I think if we're all doing the best we can with the intention of like an openness to of course get better if and when we learn how then we're doing good we're doing great we're going to be okay. <laughs> I believe that my son's generation is really going to clean things up. <laughs> They're all going to come together. They're going to be like, oh, no, no, no. This divisiveness obviously builds, you know, physical walls between. <laughs> I do also want to add this one quick thing. I know my grandparents are not listening. They don't even understand what a podcast is. I love my grandparents dearly. I do. I love them. I want them to be safe. feel really sorry for them during COVID because they truly have been quarantined, like way more than I've had to be because they are at a much higher risk. They both are not in the best health already. So like I know COVID would just, that would not be good. So that makes me sad. So I've, you know, tried to call them and, and at least keep up, um, with them as much as I can, but I just, well, I think this is important to, to put out there. Um, it's just, my grandpa said something that really was so interesting to me and just made me wonder what's going on in other people's households. I'm so curious. So he answered the phone when I called and we chatted for a little bit. And my grandpa is from the Philippines, so he has a very thick accent. Um, I love him so much. I've tried to like really get closer to him the older I've grown. Um, but, but yeah, he's hard to understand just with his accent. Um, and I've always loved that about him. It's like, let me decode what grandpa's talking about. But we started talking about our move. My family's moving to San Diego this week. And he goes, Oh, San Diego, that's right by the border. And I, and I'm, you know, I was like, yeah, okay. And And he's like, well, Biden's going to open the border again. And then all those, you know, Mexicans are going to come in. And I just, it like threw me so off. Just like, what? What? Like, and just even to hear a man who's not from America um, say something like that, I just kind of paused and was like, well, Grandpa, they're just human beings sharing the same planet as me. We'll figure it out. You know, like, we'll figure it out as a country. But, like, this idea of, like, building a wall so you Mexicans can't get in here? What? First of all, I grew up with in, like, a predominantly Latino part of the world (laughs) so anyways it's just like I don't understand that mentality of of like I know that it's our country I know there has to be borders I know there has to be I know like that's how well I don't think there has to be that we have decided as a species this is the way we're doing it but like a physical wall like those are human beings they just come from a different part of this 
weird planet that's floating in outer space. <laughs> like, for forgetting that ingredient, I think, is so dangerous. It's so dangerous. And it, it really enforces that us versus them mentality, which will cause us to keep murdering each other and hating each other and you don't belong here. It, it was just so mind-boggling for me to hear my grandpa with a very, very thick accent. I know he's never really been treated like Ameri an American in this country. Um, he's even told me those stories. <laughs> I mean, he's as not white male as you can get. And it was just so interesting for me to hear that like during all these things that are going on, he's just concerned that we're moving to a part of California that's close to a border where other people who aren't Americans might, what, <laughs> come into my neighborhood? Come share the beach with me? Like, I don't know. Anyways, that's my rant. And a glimpse into maybe like, what is my grandparents' generation up to? Like, there's, there's there, what are they up to? And, and I'm hoping that they're finding some, like, peace. I feel like my grandparents are just watching Fox News all day. That's it. <laughs> they can't leave. They can't go anywhere. And, like, what media are they consuming? I, I don't know. I don't want to know. Um, but that worries me. And I think, I think my parents, you know, at least my mom, I know my dad too, like they know that like there has to be a little bit more balance. You can't just be living in this fear of like, oh my God. Um, but then there's also a trait of like conspiracy minds in my family that I don't understand that world either. Okay, I'm getting off of the parenting topic. <laughs> my point is I am who I am and I'm weird, okay? I'll never deny that. But I like my weirdness, but I don't ever want to like, force my weirdness on my children. You know, let them form their own weirds. I want to encourage them. You know, if you want to do this, do it. If you want to do that, and I hate to say this, and I know a lot of my family members are going to dislike this, which is why I hope my listeners are not my family. I hope these are like people who <laughs> just want to be my friend. Um, if my son's like, mom, I want to wear heels to the store these little fake heels, if he has a sister, or whatever, your heels, mom, I'm going to let him do it. Because I, I think that that probably is healthier and will help him understand who he actually really is. I don't know. I don't think if I let him wear heels, it would immediately mean he's trans or a drag queen. I, I don't think that. <laughs> I think that um, being explorative and and being free and having just basically freedom to unfold in the way that is naturally my him I'm looking right at my little child now okay I'm gonna look you in the eye you just unfold into who you need to be whatever that is in your mouth right now I don't know thank you but you need it it's a part of you yeah isn't that I don't know maybe I'm alone here maybe people are like now nah, you gotta whip your kids into shape you gotta teach them you gotta put them to the boot camp. You gotta make them believe all the things that my parents made me believe and I hated as a kid. Like, isn't that a thing? Doing stuff to your kids that you absolutely hated as a kid? What? Like, I don't know. I'm not gonna, like, truly spank him, my children. I, I can't. I don't have it in me. 
He's excited about that. I swatted him on the head the other day and the look of betrayal he gave me. Like it was a, like a tiny swat. And the look of betrayal he gave me was like heartbreaking. But I don't think I have it in me to like really hit or like get a belt out. That's how I was raised. And the terror and the fear of my parent that was about to strike me. Um, I, I'm not blaming my parents. You know, I know that's, that's all that they thought that's what was best at the time. But I'm telling you right now, this girl and this generation has learned from that. And I don't want my children to fear me. I want them to know that like, yes, I'm in charge. Sorry. What I say goes, (laughs) see, he doesn't like that. (laughs) Sorry, bud. I'm in charge. But don't fear me. Like, I'm your buddy. I'm still your buddy. You're safe with me. I don't know. The spanking really did me in. And, like, we were spanked with, like, objects, belts, wooden spoons. Because in that that time, that was okay. There weren't, you know, people coming to your school asking, do your parents strike you with objects? (laughs) So, anyways... To each their own. I'm not saying, like, you're bad if you do it. I'm, I'm just saying for me, there's a couple things my parents did that I just feel like I will, would be incapable of doing because of my memory of that happening to me. And, ooh, oh, one more thing I want to throw in that I'm really interested about. For any of my listeners who maybe don't consider yourself, like, a strict religious person, um you know, obviously if you're a Christian, then like Christmas is something very special to you and your family. And that's great. Okay. But what about Santa Claus? I have been so conflicted because my boy is still young enough that I don't, you know, really need, we don't talk yet, but this is my last year. And so I had to figure this shit out this year. What the hell do I want to do with Santa Claus? My husband gets so confused, like, what do you mean? We're just going to do the normal thing. He'll believe in Santa until he's old enough to not believe in Santa. But I have a problem with that because, and this could also have a lot to do with that there was a lot of dysfunction going on in my family and just, yeah, that probably played a huge role. But I have vivid memories of learning that Santa was not real and... I was crushed, crushed, like that trust you have in your parents that I was just saying was shattered every time they spanked me. When I found out that they had been lying about like Santa, like Santa, the years I had just like stayed up wanting to hear Santa and and that like magical wonder of Santa all crushed in a moment when the whole car goes, oh, you still believe in Santa? Oh, no, 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 no. You're too old for that. Like, anyways. So I also know that there's like different ways of doing that. And I'm sure, you know, there I can learn. I don't want to deprive my child of like the Santa Claus experience. Um, and I also don't want him to be that kid in school that's like, ah, you idiot. Santa's not real. My parents told me from the get go. So I don't know. I want to know, though. So, you know, find some way of contacting me. These ears that are listening. I know you're listening. I can see it. <laughs> I can see you people listening. But no one is reaching out. Maybe that's because you don't have time. 
But if you're a parent, um, tell me what you're doing with this whole Santa Claus business. And just tell me if I'm being a freak. Because, um, yeah, I don't want to be that weird family on the block that's like, my kid did them and even Santa because we're hip and modern. No, that's lame. But, like, how can we do it in a way that is easygoing and it's not like, you know, complete terror when we go, oh, by the way, this story that we've all been, you know, believing in and that creepy old man that we've made you sit on his lap year in, year out. It's not real. It's just a thing that we do as a culture. I don't know. I'm probably worrying about nothing, which is another thing that naturally happens as a parent. You just kind of worry about like his first girlfriend. He's one. Who the hell is that bitch going to be when he brings her in the door? What am I going to do? Am I going to be? Anyways, (laughs) totally relevant to be stressing out about my one-year-old's future girlfriends. But you know what I mean. So anyways, thank you guys for listening. I'm glad I got to do an episode. Um, Stay on the fast lane with me because I'm coming back hot. I'm going to get Jared here too. I'm going to be back in the sunny sunshine sunshine of California. We will land. We will touch down on Saturday. So what is that? What's today? Four days. I'm so excited. It's gloomy and rainy and cold up here in Seattle. I want to be on the beach. And that's where we're headed. We're packing up a moving van tomorrow. And then we're leaving, hitting the road. So I'm excited. Um, And then once we're all settled in, we'll be pumping out. I've got lots of fun episodes. I've got lots of guests lined up. Just got to get through this move, get through this week. Get through this life. (laughs) Get through this parenting. You know, ultimately, I just hope that I leave this earth and have left little beings on here that are just really trying to make the world a better place. Isn't that kind of what we are all hoping for? We leave our kin behind to, I don't know, let's, I'm thinking Warren's generation, that, that, generation of kiddos they'll figure out the global warming stuff they're not gonna let our planet die they'll also figure out how to like get people on board with like that's that's a conspiracy anyways (laughs) who knows or maybe things will just get weirder and then he'll be living on mars when he's an old man i don't know doesn't matter (laughs) i just know that we're here today he's so cool and cute and ever changing and i'm doing the best i can Woo! so here's to the end of this year 2020 i'm so excited for life in the fast lane 2021 and i just really hope that everyone is taking care of yourselves taking care of your minds doing the best you can to take care of your little bodies even if that's literally just giving them a pat and saying hey thanks for eating all that junk food for me and not dying. None of us are dead. So we can at least be giving our bodies gratitude for being alive. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll chat soon. Uh, probably once I'm in sunny California. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in the Faust Lane. You can check out our website at lifeinthefaustlane.com or you can click that support button for just 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 a month. <laughs>